0: It's barely in topic. A podcast for Boston Bruins fans. Bye, Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely In Topic. It is Monday, March sixteenth. Ooh, I had to think about that. It's the day before St. Patrick's Day. Ooh, fun! Uh, and I'm VA. Uh, I'm here with Jeff and Tim. Hello, 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 hello. I want to let you know that we're all practicing social distancing, considering we're on Skype, all of us, and we always are. We, we're we very good at practicing social distancing. <laughs>
1: I mean, we're podcasters, so like, that's like baseline, like entry-level stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, an EX rate yesterday um, for for Pokemon, and we have a Discord group, and I said, I'm usually the one who says, get out of your cars, right? Because I I like it to be a little social. I like to know who I'm rating with, you know what I mean? And uh, yesterday, somebody mocked me for that because I I didn't say my typical thing. I said, no, and I yelled, social distancing, no touching. (laughs) No touching. No touching. I'm not touching you. (laughs) so uh yeah so here we are in our own little uh, places in the world and yeah everything else is uh outside is um well not outside like outside's beautiful but outside in this world it's a little bit scary but you know what we're gonna do guys we're going to soldier on we're gonna produce an episode every week if we can and we're gonna try to be your distraction during this time of no hockey, no sports of any kind. I'm sure that we could make some new sports somehow, but
2: I got I got into watching on YouTube
0: uh
2: this insane uh marble racing league thing. So that was <laughs> fun for a little while.
1: I mean, now's the prime time for about to become a dystopia to start up that bushkazi league. Uh <laughs> What's that? That's a, it's a, it's a central Asian sport that involves a dead cow. And it's sort of like polo, except there's a dead calf or goat.
0: Oh yeah. I've seen it with a goat. I've seen it with a yeah. goat. Yeah. I, I don't think I want to do that, but thank you. Thank you.
1: I mean, I mean, said we're dystopia. That feels like a sport prime made prime for dystopias, you know, up 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 there with nature's mo- up there with, you know, hunting your fellow man for sport and so forth. Uh,
0: Oh, no, no, no. I think I think a coronavirus is doing that. So we don't Uh, need to add into that. (laughs) Hopefully you are safe and following the various precautions, washing your hands like a million times a day for 20 seconds at a time with soap and water, using hand sanitizer if you can, not touching your face. No more touching your face. Never, ever touch your face. That's all I want to do when I go out in public is touch my face.
1: And uh, drink in the, the um uh, 28 Days Later vibe when you walk your dog through the nearby subdivision. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I might have to get a dog now because it seems like my life is going to be canceled for the foreseeable future, and I might want to spend some time with another thing that isn't human because dogs can't get it. Remember, who let the dogs out? Mm-hmm,
2: <laughs> the, the they sure public. did.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I just bought $350 worth of painting supplies to work on a couple of rooms in my house. So, did I need to buy all of that? Probably not. But did I? Yes, I did. My house is going to look beautiful eventually, someday. My
1: employer has officially authorized people bringing their work desktops home to ensure they're able of working at home, even if they don't have the means to uh, get into the network with something, you know, that's actually portable. So, uh...
0: Yeah, not laptop. <laughs> desktop. you oh just as a joke you should put the cpu underneath your jacket as you're walking out make it look like you're stealing it
1: (laughs) i don't like there'll be anyone around to actually see that happening by the time i'm allowed in the building everyone else will already packed their shit up and not be coming into the office anymore
0: oh okay well still do it for fun for your fun um (laughs) <laughs> I know. It seems like we're making light of everything, but we kind of have to have a little bit of a sense of humor, despite the fact that uh, things are kind of scary outside right now. So I hope everybody's feeling well. I hope that people who are surrounding you are well. I don't wish this on anybody. I hope that we all make it through all of this uh, unscathed, but we're going to have to change our lives for a little while to make that happen. So, yeah, no hockey, guys. And guess what? There's probably not going to be any hockey for at least six weeks because I did see I saw Chris Johnston, who's at Sportsnet. He said something about how, first of all, players are being allowed to go back to their home countries as long as they self-quarantine through the end of March. This is a significant change from the NHL's previous return to play plan. So basically, they wanted players to stay within the NHL cities that they are in right now. But recently traded players were allowed to go back home to their families in the other city. But now they're just like, just go home. Just self-quarantine until the end of March. As part of this new directive, it sounds like the league hopes to reopen camps in late April. Ugh.
1: If they're sending letting people go home to, to their home countries, I don't buy it. Oh, okay. Because unless the rules have changed by then, these people have to go home, self-isolate when they get there. And then when they come back, because I don't really believe the international travel rules will have changed at that point, we'll have to self-isolate when they get back to North America.
0: Right. I could imagine this. Okay, Let, let's look at it from our, our players, right? Zdeno Chara is not going back to Slovakia. His family's here.
1: David Gracie is also not going back, is not going back to Czech Republic.
0: Well, he's not going back to Czech Republic because he lives in the U.S. full time. Pretty much, yeah. He goes back for visits. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going down to South Carolina either. I mean, they're here. Why would they, their families are here. You know, I could understand it if like, Nick Ritchie, I don't know what his family situation is. Is his family out in California? Does he have a family? Is he good to be here? I don't know. Andre Kasha, same questions. Right, right. I don't know much about them, so I I can't really determine. I think if players are smart, they'll just hunker down and stay where they are. Honestly. But I know that Patrick Marlowe went back to San Jose to be with his family.
1: Well, I mean it's the only home he's got, right? I mean, I think they, they, they uh they had a home in Toronto for those two years, yes, but like they never sold their home in San Jose. They're playing and it was always their off season home.
0: <laughs> right, right. So he went back home and and that's fine. I think it's reasonable to ask players to self quarantine right now. Those players who, who are young who play in Boston, it's not like they can go to clubs because Governor Baker has basically shut down the clubs.
1: Thank fucking God.
0: Yeah, I mean, he basically said, you know, no gatherings, n- no gatherings of 50 plus people.
1: Okay, see, at the time recording here's only here's only just nothing over 150. Yeah. So restaurants and bars have been told to cap to, to make sure they don't let more than 150 people in and spread people out at tables and like what? Well, just just fucking commit goddamn it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that they're basically just saying Shut it down. Do takeout only, you know, because people can't be responsible. That's why. Uh, Unfortunately, we have to crack down on things because people can't use any will to to stop doing certain behaviors. You know, they think they're young and they're invincible and they're not thinking about anything else. So... It's scary, but you listen. You listen to the medical experts and, and you do what you're supposed to do. And, and then we can't have nice things because stupid people are going to be stupid. Uh, the players here, I have no problems with them staying around and whatever. We, But they're not allowed to go to team fl- facilities unless they're recovering from an injury. And they can't go and practice and they can't go and train. So that's that's why they're talking about doing camps, like mini camps, to get back in into playing shape and all of that, but that's not until April. So we've got like six weeks of non-hockey, and and that's fine. At this point, they don't really know how they're going to proceed with the season. Uh, I've heard rumors about them having twenty-four p- teams in the playoffs and smaller first rounds, and certain teams get buys and.
1: Allow me to scream for a while because um, if you here's the thing about this. Okay, I can see the angle for that from the West, because they're actually like they're actually, you know, 12 team deep competitive to make the playoffs. Here's the thing. If you go 12 teams deep in the East, you end up with Montreal, (laughs) who is uh, who is seven points behind Florida, which is only barely competitive for a playoff spot. (laughs) montreal has no fucking business even sniffing the playoffs this year and yet here they are proposing something that could make that happen
0: you know what i don't understand is how are we gonna leave the red wings out of this playoff structure
1: (laughs) i mean like with their astonishing 39 points in 71 games that that would be that would be like profoundly, profoundly, like expansion-level. That, that's expansion-level Senators bad, almost. Um, not quite, cause those were, like, four-win teams, which is just mind-boggling. Or uh, <laughs> worse, expansion caps, which were a two-win team.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck it. Just give the Red Wings the cup. Season's done.
1: <laughs> now, here's the thing. It's going... Going twelve deep in the we- in the West makes a little bit more sense. Although to be honest, the twelfth ranked team area at Chicago is, you know, they're closer to in it than uh, Montreal is. But they're still like only one point higher than Montreal. <laughs> like, don't do that, league NHL. Don't do that. Don't fucking expand the playoff playoff net.
0: It has always been my dream to see a team that had seventy one regular season points win the cup.
1: Now I will say, if they expand to twelve and they go, you know, oh, I say, in, they 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 just do organic seeding for the for, for the for the two conferences, that would make a Boston Montreal first round series. Oh, if they if they did it and did a one through twelve seed, a true one through twelve seating. even if they did a mixed one through twelve seating where the uh, where the winner of the um, uh, Metro got second place. You got second in the conference; it would still be Boston, Boston, Montreal first round. So, like, that's the only reason that I can, you know.
0: I don't think you could do a true one through twelve without having a buy for the top two teams.
1: Well, right now in East you end up with Boston, Montreal, Washington, Florida, Tampa, Rangers, Philadelphia Islanders, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Toronto, Carolina.
0: Yeah, but twelve goes to six, six goes to three oh
1: yeah so good point so if you you do a buy for the two division winners so you end up with the tampa with the tampa montreal philly florida pittsburgh uh, pittsburgh rangers toronto uh islanders carolina columbus first round sort of sort of thing (laughs) Uh,
0: that's that's a shame there are lots of ways they're going to have to look at this Are they going to make the first rounds like best of three and make everything shorter except for the final? I don't know. And they don't know yet. They're just throwing stuff out. There's just a lot of rumors. They're not even at that stage. They're still just trying to think, when can we safely bring players in to work with each other in small groups? Right? Mm -hmm. I was thinking up until last night, well, is there a possibility for them to come back sooner and just play to no crowds? I mean, that sucks because they they also don't make money. Here's the thing.
1: Only if the players are actually interacting with no one at risk. Because remember, even more so than basketball, which of course, remember, one player testing positive brought down all every basically every major league in the world except the KHL.
0: And what he did before that.
1: Oh, such a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean... Defensive player of the league, like the worst defensive player. Jesus freaking Christ. Anyway... If you figure in the NHL, because it's contact too, right? Someone tests you, you have to assume all of their teammates are are positive. You have to assume anyone that they or their teammates came into into contact with in the previous 14 days, which is to say basically any and all players they played against and so on. One player tests positive. The entire league is for all intents and purposes positive. Yep. So I don't really actually think the playing before an empty arena is going to work. Unless you're somehow keeping the players in a bubble at all times when they're off the ice.
0: Well, like I said, I thought about that last night, but it sounds like uh, this morning things changed in the respect that they aren't even thinking about bringing in players for six weeks to do camps.
1: Like, I know the league's desperate to make sure they give out a Stanley Cup this year because it's only ever happened two other times, but at least one of them was similar circumstances. It's like, guys, guys, you don't have to worry about it. This isn't indefensible It's oh four oh five.
2: Oh yeah, because like, it was in 1919 they didn't have one because the Spanish flu.
1: Although, interestingly, that one got all the way to the final. It was halfway through the final that they had to cancel the season.
0: Yeah, it was five games in I think. God, if they didn't do the playoffs, I think I would just I would go on a murderous rampage.
1: <laughs> well, that's it, right? Like, that's it for this. That You have two true super nuclear super weapon teams right now between Boston and Tampa. Both teams probably aren't cup contenders next year based on based on changes they're about to experience but let's face it boston is at least even odds on both counts of chara and krug to keep them lose one or god forbid both this team's not a cup contender anymore tampa is gonna have to sell parts next year as as vasilevsky suddenly becomes very expensive and they have to pay a bunch of a bunch of additional um uh, of rfas and again like like this is fucking cold I genuinely believe this is Charis last season. You know, he's—he's—I he, think he's the—I I don't really think he's the kind of—he's the kind of guy that knows he could keep playing, but probably doesn't want to play into his dotage, like like you know, go out before your skills start start meaningfully decaying. Right. Like it's a good thing Charis is a genuinely nice guy because if I was him, I would be so fucking pissed right now. Especially given that he's been to multiple finals since his last cup win too. Game
0: five. Game fucking five. Game fucking five. I'm not over it. I'm never gonna be over it. Oh my god. Ugh. Oh, I just. Mm. All right. No, I. It. Just an injustice. Okay. Well, we started off hot here, didn't we? we we're talking about the hot topic. What's going on with this? Uh, this league. And I, I'd like to continue to talk about it a little bit more. Might as well, right? So. Obviously, the league shut down. And this is Gary Bettman's statement about that. I wrote it down. I'm going to read it because I love to read.
1: You read it in Greg Ruchinski's Gary Bettman voice.
0: Oh, I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: far off. <laughs>
0: in light of ongoing developments resulting from the coronavirus, <laughs> and after consulting with medical experts and convening a conference of the Board of Governors, The National Hockey League is announcing today that it will pause the 2019-2020 season beginning with tonight's games. The league has been attempting to follow the mandates of health experts and local authorities while preparing for any possible developments without taking premature or unnecessary measures. However, Following last night's news that an NBA player has tested positive for coronavirus given that our league shares so many facilities and locker rooms and now it seems likely that some member of the NHL community could, would test positive at some point, it is no longer appropriate to try to continue to play games at this time. We will continue to monitor all the appropriate medical advice and we will encourage our players and other members of the NHL community to take all reasonable precautions, including by self-quarantine where appropriate. Our goal is to resume play as soon as it is appropriate and prudent. So we will be able to complete the season and award the Stanley Cup. Until then, we... Thank NHL pl- fans for your patience and hope you stay healthy. Okay, that was terrible, but that's whatever. So, yep. So, player gu- guidelines right now. Self-quarantine, club city, although they did lift the ban uh, from traveling. As long as you self-quarantine <laughs> in the other city. <laughs> so, players are not to use club facilities to train or practice. And players who are injured may continue the rehab at facilities There are no informal skates, so you can't get together with your buddies and skate. And if a player, this is very important, if a player is coming to contact with a person who is tested positive for coronavirus, they are to contact contact the medical director of the team or the head trainer, and they will consult with the infectious disease expert that they have on hand or have as a consult and determine how to proceed with that. Everything's up in the air right now. And like, but it sounds like it's going to be about six weeks of no play and no fun. And maybe we'll have a training camp. They did ask for teams to provide arena availability through July. So Mm -hmm. this summer, the Bruins, uh, well, not the Bruins, the TD garden is supposed to have a couple of renovation things going on. One, they're going to fix the seats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and here's the thing they were going to fix the ice the ice works they were going to put in a, a new ice making ability for the rink the tubes and the generator and all that stuff so uh if they're smart they would do that now uh, yeah because um
1: if we're likely playing into into july or some fuck shit or some shit uh <laughs> the garden is not up to the challenge No,
2: it's not. No, no, definitely. The the garden is barely up to the challenge for for ice in, like, May, May. let alone July.
0: (laughs) I'll never forget Tuka Rask during 2013 when they asked him about the ice, and he says, yeah, the ice was really shitty during this game, and it was at the garden. (laughs) So, yeah, if they're smart, they'll figure out a way to do that ice work thing now, because if you have six spare weeks fix that shit now. Fix it. And also, you could fix the, the subwoofer and maybe just fix all the st- these speakers that point towards section 306, please. Please do that because those speakers suck so bad. And I really like to be able to hear things when I'm at the game, like, you know, Senator John's music selection or at Senator John's Music Selection, TJ the DJ, or, um, you know, announcements. I like to hear those things. And uh, you fix those speakers now, you dummies. Anyway, that's just my piece. So let's talk about a bright side right now of this whole thing. And it was a bright side I did not realize until the other day, and then it spawned some real Twitter magic. Brandon Carlo and Tori Krug both have the ability to get better right now. And better for
1: real. Not, like, allowed to play better. But, like, actually.
0: Heal up no symptoms of concussions and and not having to worry about getting better soon. They have time to just heal. I think that's going to be good. By the way, did you see Tori Krug's uh, stay home? (laughs) Yes, oh my gosh. (laughs) I thought that was a good PSA. He looks sad, and he looked bored, but stay home. That's that's what we're supposed to do. Listen to Tory Krug. Anyway, yeah, so that's the bright side, and I, I didn't even think about it until I happened to be looking through Getty pictures. I had to look, um, I had to put a picture on something, and I searched for the term titty Garden, and it it showed a picture of Brandon Carlo walking through the tunnel in his suit, and I was like, excuse me, not tunnel, the hallway in his suit, and I'm like, Oh, Brandon Carlo, you can get better. And it it made me feel better. And then um, my husband has still not posted just pictures of Brandon Carlo in various places in our house. He needs to get on that, like, right now.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah.
0: I need to open up the cabinet and see Brandon Carlo and feel better. And, I, I mean, Ellen's idea of, like, just stealing Brandon Carlo Although we can't during the coronavirus, but, you know, stealing him and then hiding him in various places in my house. We debunked that one because I don't, there are, he couldn't really fit in our house very well. And then honestly, if you start hiding in places, you got to feed him. And he's a
1: large man and a pro athlete. He probably eats a fair bit and it's probably like fancy, expensive athlete food.
2: <laughs>
0: what, you're saying I can't afford that? But no, he's not going to pay us for it. So probably best not to kidnap him. And if, we, honestly, could we kidnap his dogs? I would love to kidnap his dogs. I'd like to have them. I
1: mean, like, you could do that, but I'm not endorsing it here.
0: Okay, fine. I'm not kidnapping
1: his dogs, but. Parse my words very carefully, though. Just may understand my position. <laughs>
0: oh, I get it. Wink. Um... <laughs>
1: You're supposed to wink with the other eye. <laughs>
0: wink. <laughs> <laughs> really there's a specific eye that you're supposed to do that and by the way i the said guardians
1: of the galaxy that was a poorly executed guardians of the galaxy joke
0: oh damn it i wasn't in on it sorry <laughs> <laughs> but i did say wink so that you know because we're in a an audio podcast so that the people could know that i was winking yeah my husband really needs to do that. He needs to put up the pictures of Brandon and Carlo all over the place so I can find them and be happy. Uh, first of all, we did not go to the Isabella Cup final. We did have tickets. We did not go because it was postponed, and I hope it will be played in the future.
1: There was an announcement since we've been on since we've been on on the Skype call from Danny Ryland. I can't remember basically it's like we got till October. it's one game. We'll make it happen.
0: Oh good. <laughs> Yeah, because I was really genuinely excited about going. So I want to go. Okay, so I got to stay home and watch the Sean Crowley My Story, which was fine. In fact, Nesson just made that whole night just all full of the My Stories. Now, it's interesting. Glenn and I had a conversation about that. He doesn't get as much out of them because he, he, you know, he uh, he doesn't really want to know that stuff. And I get it because most of them are pretty formulaic. Hockey players, there's not a lot of derivation. Although the Sean Carrelli one I thought was really good because it was a little bit different. So was the David Krejci one. That was different, too. My husband's take on them is like, oh, when I was young, I played hockey. Then I played hockey some more. And now I play hockey. Right? Except Brandon Carlos was, I played hockey when I was a kid. Then I got handsome. And now I still play hockey. <laughs> Anyway, but he doesn't get a lot of out of them. And and this is what I get. Yes, most of the hockey stories are very much the same. And I also wonder if every hockey player doesn't have just like a little bit of a hyperactivity issue. Because <laughs> they all need to be moving at all times, all the time, when they were a kid or whatever, and so on and so forth. But anyway, that was really nice that they showed all of those my stories I really want Nessun to just show old games. They they did at midnight that night. They showed the the Philly game again, so that was good. But just show us some old games where the Bruins win. That's all we want. Well,
1: exactly. Like like league, just let them air whatever you know legacy games they can. Because like, throw folks a bone here, <laughs> right? Because like people, it's only gonna be so long before everyone realizes how much Netflix actually kind of sucks
2: yeah yeah it does oh my gosh it does it does it suck um netflix is bad that's why i uh switched over uh to binging scrubs on hulu during this time of need incidentally every
1: studio that's talking about launching their own um uh their own streaming service that hasn't done
0: yet has officially missed the boat yeah yeah this is the time i am so glad that i have netflix hulu and disney plus same and we have uh, we have HBO as well, HBO now. Also I have Prime. Yep.
1: <laughs> okay, we. I only have um. Uh, well, actually, no. We have we have Crave, which gets us HBO and all, which gets premium channels for streamings plus a few uh, some in in, in some uh, in house stuff too. So I got options.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, Netflix. I very rarely really watch it. I. I. Re- <laughs> I watch reruns of Schitt's Creek a lot. And I'm I'm going through the goal, uh, the good place again slowly, because you can't watch every episode of that on Hulu, but you can watch the first three seasons on Netflix, and then I'll watch season four again on Hulu. But I'm just taking a a slow rewatch on that. But yeah, Tim, have you tried Schitt's Creek? I've actually watched it all yeah I like that show (laughs) I love that show it took a while For it to to burn into my head But I I do love it and this season Oh my god they had One episode that just broke My heart Oh god because I have been watching it Oh it'll be on tomorrow night On pop yeah I I Just I love it Uh, Ew David (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> David's my favorite
2: character. I he's hilarious that guy.
0: I love him. I uh, basically I feel like I I understand David a lot. <laughs> 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 you know, as much as I try to portray myself as other things, I am very David like in my life, except a little more considerate. But uh, anyway, I just uh, I love that show. So I, I that has become my comfort show right now so i will like just put it on when i'm doing stuff you know around the house like and i just want something in the background so uh, my other previous comfort shows were obviously um scrubs the middle parks and rec the office of course the office right so schitt's creek is now in that that whole repertoire so there we go uh, anyway people don't want to hear about that let's talk about the one game that the Bruins played this past week down in Philly so
1: weirdly it wasn't even that it said you can't this is um, uh, blocked out my NHL, my NHL live just straight up claimed there was no streams of it, of, of it not even like here are the streams by the way you can't watch them it just didn't exist so I didn't get to watch that game it was kind of fucky
2: I mean, you didn't miss a ton. It was kind of... The, the Bruins were pinned in their own zone a decent amount of the game. But they won 2-0. Tuca stood on his head, was great. Um, made a lot of big saves. On his 33rd um, birthday. On his 33rd birthday. And it was his 5th of the year and 50th of his career. Shut out That shutout. Yeah. Yep. So it was good. Patrice scored a nice goal.
0: Grizz had a power play. Oh, yeah, that's right. Grizz was in the second and Patrice was in the third. So not a barn burner by any means.
1: But they did um uh, not just end Philly's win streak, but ended it with a
0: shutout. They, yeah, <laughs> they ended it at nine games with a shutout. And the Flyers took 36 shots on goal.
2: Yeah, it was a decent amount.
0: Yeah. And the Flyers had been recently pretty dangerous on the on the uh, power play where they had scored something like 11 power play goals in 11 games. But that's, that's a little misleading because there were a couple of games where they had multiple uh, power play goals and there were a couple of games where they didn't have any power play goals. But still, 11 power play goals in, in 11 games is scary, right? Yeah. So they shut them out there, too. Now, here's what's really interesting about that game. Uh, I had to go back into the time on ice because I saw it in real time, but I didn't make note of when this happened. Starting at 447 of the second, Sean Corrales moved up to the second line left wing. He had started at third line left wing. So Cassidy played with that and then put pasta on the right side. So basically every shift except for The power play shift that Krejci played, they played together, except Krejci's last shift of the third was at 1440 to 1559 of the third. That was it. He he didn't appear in the game again. Crowley did one more shift after that. Weird. Yeah. So I don't know if something happened to Krejci and we just didn't know. Or if, uh, because Krejci also played a very short amount of time. I think he was only like 13 or 14 minutes
1: even relative to when his last shift was, that's pretty low.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Crowley had like 17 minutes or something. It was ridiculous. So he moved him up to the second line, had Pasta over on the right. They moved Richie and and Kasha down a line. Or no, Kasha, I think, had to go up on a line for a little bit. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Kasha. I was not paying attention to that. But basically... The lines were in a blender. They were. From that point in the second. And then... I didn't make note of when Grizz scored, but Krejci assisted on that. So did Pasta.
2: Yeah, that's the one thing that annoys me the most. Well, beyond like, everyone be safe and stuff like that, obviously. But I predicted 50 goals and 100 points for Pasta this year. The only reason why it's not going to happen is because pandemic. It literally took a pandemic to stop Pasta.
1: Yeah, then not getting the fifty goals that 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 stings almost as much as the uh, this, this this we may have just lost Charles uh, um last season. Which incidentally, in the time we've been recording, Trump said something about this. They're, they're telling me this may run until July or August. So like, we're not getting more NHL. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Jeff, why are you breaking our hearts?
1: I don't know. Sorry. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to keep it positive. It's, it's, so I it's think hard. we're not
1: going to talk about how uh, the Jacobses appear not to be planning on paying their employees during this.
0: Oh, no. Actually, we are going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you brought it up. Let's talk about it. This weekend, a GoFundMe was set up by a couple of people. It was passed on by Brad Marshand. The GoFundMe set up for employees of the garden who are affected during this time when... Uh, games are not being played and nobody is going to the td garden so you know think the people who work concessions think about the people who work the game as security and all that stuff heck parking like, attendants yeah parking attendants um
1: todd angeli both of his part-time jobs are kicked in the nuts on this one <laughs> right right right
0: so um the bull gang yeah People who do all the de- uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, too, that you don't see. Lots of people are affected by this. So there was a, a GoFundMe that was set up. Uh, their goal is to raise like 250 grand to help those people because they're likely part-time contract workers. Believe it or not, the contracts are all probably handled by Delaware North, which is the owner of the Bruins, the owner of the TD Garden, and is... Owned by Jeremy Jacobs. I've seen suggested one of the reasons that the Jacobses
1: haven't said they're going to pay their employees at the Garden is because they don't want the precedent to pay them at the other bunch of arenas they run, which seems like, okay, that, that's actually more evil, you dumb fucks.
0: That is pretty fucking evil, but you guys make money hand over fist. So many billions of dollars that you guys make that you can just do this, this one time where you can pay people. Honestly, 3.7
2: billion to be actually doing the right what thing. Jacob's yeah, do the
0: right thing. Just fucking once. Just fucking once. Right. If you've been at a game and you've paid twelve dollars or more for a beer and nine to ten to twelve dollars for a sausage. Right. You know that that money is not going to the concession workers. Right. You know that the concession workers aren't controlling those prices. That's a lot of money. That those guys are making because you are a captive audience. You can't bring anything in. So you have to do that. They make so many billions of dollars. They can just do this. And you know what? Here's the thing. They can probably write it off. Now, I thought that Jacobs and other arenas, uh, other team owners and, and people in, in, in control of these things, I thought that they might actually be waiting to see what Congress passed. Because Congress was, uh, they worked on a bill. I don't know if it's supposed to be a stimulus thing or if it's going to be a tax relief thing or whatever. But I thought maybe they're waiting to see what that bill is because nobody really talked about it. And it might be an economic relief kind of thing. Uh, It also could be just uh, providing temporary unemployment insurance for people Who are put out by these things. I don't know what the nature of the bill is. So I I was giving them the benefit of the doubt of thinking. Uh, I mean, today,
1: Mitt Romney, of all people, basically advocated for temporary universal basic income. Yeah. Mitt fucking Romney. (laughs) Andrew Yang, he is not.
0: (laughs) You know that in Italy, they're calling on landowners to not have mortgage payments right now.
1: Yeah, mortgages and rents, everything should be waived for the duration of this. Because, well, okay, you know, plenty of people will still continue getting their, getting paid and so forth. But, like, people that work hourly, they're fucked.
0: They are. Yep. So, there are so many things that are, that are affected by this. Tim is doing a little bit of a, a dive on the economic things. He does not have anything ready today. I did not no. want him to have it ready today. I said, take your time on this. Because this is a, a serious question that was put to us. So, we want to take our time and do that. Because Tim, I don't know if you know this, Tim has an mba that i do and what did you specialize in what what was your focus
2: for my mba specifically it was international business but uh before that um undergrad my degrees in sport management which is literally the business of sport so to get a to get the like to get all the facts and figures of everything you would have to do like a economic impact study, which like takes like months upon months. So I won't be able to do that obviously. No, no, we're not asking you to do that. But I will be able to uh get some stuff figured out with some facts and figures of how much they would lose per game and things like that. But one thing is for certain the owners can afford to pay their employees at the arenas. Um they can do it and it wouldn't even hurt them at all it would just be a drop in the bucket to them and they're not doing it right now which is pretty sad and something else to i want to point out with red martian he's the one who first kind of circulated that go me for the garden employees there were people bashing him and other bruins players for not just paying it out of their pocket and i just wanted to say that that anger is definitely misplaced like it's not up to the players to do that it's up to the owners who are billionaires to do that like let's also, like keep things in perspective
1: it's not like in basketball where like they make some of these guys make so much money they can actually exactly. do it hockey players even the highest played players don't actually make enough to be able to do that for very long
0: No, no, no. And quite frankly, between management fees and uh, training. Escrow,
1: which is going to be colossal
0: this year now. Right. So it's like that that money figure, that monetary figure that you think that they make is not what they are actually close to. And again, it
1: isn't enough to do this for very long anyway.
0: Right. But, you know, I will say this. He did make a donation. It was in his wife's name. There, you know, there was another—at
1: least one anonymous, a thousand at the bottom of the list on that GoFundMe too.
0: I thought presumably that was him. another,
1: pr- pr- presumably another player. But.
0: I think. I think it's Patrice.
2: Mm. Oh, it could have been. I th- I assumed that the anonymous. I assumed that the anonymous was actually Brad, and then his wife made another one on top of that because he was one of the first people to retweet the whole thing, and it, that seemed to be one of the first actual. Uh, Donations so I kind of assumed that that was actually Brad and he just didn't put his name to it
0: My husband and I both made donations. I made a donation first then he made another one His is anonymous mine's there And what I think is really kind of fun about this is that some people are donating You know, some people are donating what they can and that is fantastic. You know if you donated Thank you. Thank you so much But other people are donating like the number of their favorite player so uh, there was a, a 63 in there, you know what I mean? I uh and so um I donated 25 on my own cuz my bank account's not huge, but anyway. Uh <laughs> I donated 25, my husband did a different amount later. And so uh I was like, "Oh, wait a minute. That checks out as my favorite player. I I did my uh my uh my favorite player an- amount, so that's good." <laughs> and um ty anderson by the way he did uh 40. oh yeah of course he did tuca yes yes there you go (laughs) um i I
1: feel like you should have donated 40 in mike felger's name
0: oh Uh, that would have been good so funny
2: um also a little bit of breaking news i suppose it's of twenty seven minutes ago uh the american hockey league will be announcing plans to cancel the remainder of the season
1: um, yeah i saw some of the murmurs that this was probably coming imminently from uh um, Bruins network a couple hours ago i think yeah
2: yeah i mean with it already happened in the echl where they canceled the remainder of theirs so oh, yeah, that the was- um ahl is following suit i actually have friends who are season ticket holders with the main Mariners here in the ECHL. And I believe they missed three home games. So what the Mariners are doing is if you like renew your tickets for next year, they give Um, you credit towards next year's season tickets for the games you missed. So,
0: yeah, I know that the, uh, the NHL board of governors, uh, advised, uh, all of the, uh, the owners to make sure that the, uh, AHL teams, uh, everybody got paid for the through the rest of the season so yeah uh so that's a that's a good thing so uh but you know you should be doing right by your arena people you should absolutely they're
2: they're kind of they're they're what makes everything dick and go around um i know uh when i was when i was in college we had to do an internship my internship was with uh, an arena football team the manchester wolves and I spent part of, like, game kind of in the concourse uh, doing stuff for the team in the concourse um, as well as um, some stuff for, like, the coaches and players because I was the uh, football operations intern. But to see what goes into, like, setting up the arena and getting it ready is crazy. Like, I know for the interns, we put up all the banners around it, and so we were at the stadium or at the arena, like, 10 – Hours before the game, and we you, and you get to see everyone like coming in and doing everything they need to do with concessions and things like that and it's a it 's such a long process to set up for a game, and people don 't realize how big that process actually is to like put on a game on a nightly basis, so we really do have to get those taken care of
0: yeah, yeah, you got to take care of your most vulnerable people right in any situation. And in this situation, you have people who depend on this. I don't care if it's their first, second or third job. It's just, you know, they need that money. Right. So take care yeah. of them. That's it. It's not rocket science. It's not that hard. And you just can't be that cold and ruthless. You you need to think about people, not profits all the time. Like you yeah. can think about profits next season. Don't don't think about them right now.
2: And and that's kind of the problem even as someone who studied business and stuff like that, the problem always is going to be how greedy the bottom line is and how greedy people are. And it's it's unfortunate, especially with the Bruins who's have ownership that is are notorious for being quite uh, stingy with their money and things like that. I'm kind of hoping the Celtics... Owners try to f- force their hand a little bit because uh, Wick—I don't know how to pronounce his last name—Grossbeck or something like that. Yep, Grossbeck. Um, he's he's actually known for being pretty great, and people like him a lot. And I'm hoping that he kind of pushes things forward for those arena workers because many of the arena workers will work both um, hockey and basketball, obviously. Yeah, take care of everyone. Take care of everyone. Yeah, oh, that's another person I kind of feel bad for. Zabanajad, he didn't get his forty goals when he probably should have as well. He's having a monster year for the Rangers.
0: Oh, and Pasta, not his fifty. Oh my God.
2: I think I think Mika Zabanajad is uh, probably my favorite non-Bruin right now.
0: Hmm, that's an interesting thing
1: yeah that's fascinating like like having a Bruin killer be your favorite non-Bruin
2: I know (laughs) I I just I know he like anytime the Bruins play the Rangers I know he's probably gonna score a goal but like he's so good and I enjoy watching him and
1: that's like a Bruins fan saying that they like you know Thomas Vanek or Patrick Maroon (laughs) (laughs) I I get it
2: except uh, he's just he's uh, he's so good and I wish he was, I wish he were on the Bruins. Like that's like, that's one of those things where I would love to have him on the Bruins.
0: It really sucks when you see one of your favorite players kill your team. Cause I it went does. to that, that Preds game back in, in December and I got to see Roman Yossi just like hurt. Dismantle. Uh, Bruins, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it didn't help that Yaro went on an adventure. Uh, an adventure we had seen not two weeks earlier from the uh, from the Railers goalie. <laughs> and when I turned to Ben, I said, "Isn't that what the Railers goalie did a couple weeks ago?" And he just shook his head like, "Not now. Do not. I don't want to talk to you or anybody right now." He was so pissed, but I'm like, "Oh God. I mean, it sucks, but that was so funny." <laughs>
2: uh, Oh, yeah. interesting. So um the Nesson's gonna be playing a bunch of classic Red Sox games from two thousand seven, uh, this week. Mm. Uh which which is one of the years they won the World Series. So um yeah. They're gonna be playing those. Back then Dustin Padroya was a rookie and Dice Game Matsuzaka was still a thing.
0: <laughs> he was still a thing. I have decided to lay down now. so Indeed. Yep. Hi, guys. Here, if you really need to see me. There we go. I'm right here. I've just decided I'm in the point of the day where I'd like to recline. Well, that's good, Tim. I'm still waiting on the hockey stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to have to keep watching my stories. I mean, it's so funny, too, because it sounds like when you're like, oh, yeah, I watched the Bruins, my story, and it sounds like, Um, a soap opera so we're not really watching soap operas right now because there really aren't any anymore but anyway you know what i'm going to change the subject for a little bit Um, we cannot talk about scheduled games because that isn't happening and if you believe like jeff that there's oh hi hi jeff you're reclining too if if you believe that there will be no more games then well we will have no more schedules for the year but I'm not I'm not giving up hope yet. I know that other leagues have, have given up this season. I'm not giving up on the NHL yet. That might happen the next week. We'll see. But anyway, since we're here providing a valuable service of distraction, I put it out to the fans to ask what they would like us to talk about, if they had questions or suggestions or whatnot. So... I am um, going to read some of the responses. Uh, we did not get to them this week, but guess what? Starting next week, we can do these things. So we got we got something from Nick, our old friend Nick at Bagel Bruin, who was on just a few weeks ago. And he offered that he will happily write mostly fictitious reviews of his rec league games. So that would be good. That would be fun. I mean,
1: assuming he continues to have rec league games.
0: Well, I don't oh, think the, that. I don't think they will, but he can recall past ones and, and write something fun about them. That would be good. Uh we well, you know how we are. We like fiction here. And uh I love reading things, so that would be great. Uh then we got uh Mark Steinman at MT Steinman. His first tweet was uh is this the return of the Chara Instagram podcast? Well, I do have a couple of those in, in, not in the can. I have a couple of unedited ones because I started doing them and I didn't think that people's interest was all that great on that, but maybe there's a renewed interest. So I will take the couple, the couple that I need to edit and polish them up and put them out there. And then his second one was, uh, oh, favorite Bruins memories. And this says obviously given athletes and their pets. Oh my God. I'm sorry the way I wrote this it looked like I said assholes I'm like what no <laughs> athletes well... <and> their pets <laughs> 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 my handwriting is bad that's what I'm trying to say it wasn't him it was me so yes I cannot wait to talk about athletes and their pets. You know, I might be a little bit. I have some favorite Bruins memories, but they're not as long and deep as some other people's. But that's okay.
2: That's what she said.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah fell into that one.
2: That's what she
0: <laughs> said. Anyway. That's what she said. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and basically, athletes and their animals. That's my wheelhouse, man. That is like I could just have a podcast just talking about animals, athletes and their animals. Like, find all the athletes, like. I would just do a podcast about that Not not an episode, I mean a, An entire podcast And then Jason M at I Am The Batman 19 Wrote in Favorite oh. Bruins player of all time and why And I'm like, oh wow That's what I'm going to have to think about For a little bit I have so many favorite players But I have to break it down to one, huh? That's going to be uh, Yeah, I have two Yep, no one the- and- We're not going to talk about them today. We're going to save it for next time, right? Oh, also, also, um, uh,
2: we are, Nesson heard us in the past three minutes. At seven o'clock each week, each night this week, best Bruins wins of this
0: season. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Okay. And then we had, uh, Adam Ramage, or I hope I'm saying that right. At, at, uh, uh, At Adam underscore Rambo. He has a couple of things. What are your favorite hockey memories or seasons? Has hockey led to any improvements in your life outside of just being a fan? And then he followed that up with for favorite seasons, ones that didn't lead to a cup win because they are obvious. So, so we'll break that down a little bit more. And then there's one final one that was on Facebook. Let me get that one up here. Uh, this is from Joshua Shelton on Facebook. This is Uncharted Territory. And all the questions it raises would make for great content beyond your usual listening demo. I, for one, know and care nothing for hockey, but would be fascinated to hear general reflections on what this means for the sport, related economics, and most of all, fan culture. So we have Tim on the case for that economics part, but we can probably talk about that, too. These are all great suggestions, and those are the things that are going to be coming in in the coming weeks. You know, I felt like this episode was important to talk about the news right now. But starting next week, we're gonna be hitting on those those fan suggestions, so stay tuned. For sure. Okay, guys, I did a lot of talking. You guys can talk.
2: <laughs> the Buccaneers have made it clear that they want Tom Brady to be the next QB of the franchise. According just to trying to, try to alienate
1: our listeners, Tim.
2: <laughs> I need this so bad. Uh-
1: Oh. Don't get me wrong, I don't care I Because football is just so Not relevant to my interest I'm, I, I'm in favor of chaos, I'm just like, dude We have listeners that are Pats fans, like most of them
0: I gotta tell you <laughs> As a Pats fan, I don't really care About this I I mean, when all sports were cancelled this week I thought, oh great Sports Talk Radio is going to have a field day Because all they want to talk about is Tom Brady Tom Brady watch day 69 Where is he going to go? I, I'm just like, you know what? I made up my mind about a month or two ago. Okay, wait a minute. Maybe not a month or two ago. I made my mind up about a month ago that if Tom Brady wants to go to another team, go to another team. Go. I, I'm fine. I I appreciate him. I appreciate all the stuff that he's done. But I just I feel like. I don't want to be held hostage by him, and I feel like thirty dollars. Uh, thirty dollars. Let's try that again. Thirty million dollars per year is a little bit too much for a forty-two, almost forty-three-year-old quarterback right now. Okay. With let's
1: face, despite being Tom Brady, could fall apart at any moment.
0: Uh, yeah, when when Peyton Manning did finally fall apart, it was a precipitous decline, and he was benched. So. Yeah, it can happen at any time. I'm not just saying that because it's Peyton Manning. I'm just saying it can happen at any time. And I just personally, you know, I want him to stay with the Patriots because I love it when teams, uh, when players stay with the same team forever. Actually, remind me about David Krejci in a minute. But um, uh, yeah, so I really I love that because you don't see that very much anymore. But test the free market. I mean, test the, the free agent market. Tom, go ahead.
2: But here's the thing too, on the flip side, if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you haven't made the playoffs since 2008, you have to do that. Uh, you, like, have- you have to like go out and like be like, yeah, we need to make a splash and we need to try. Like that's I mean, even if big, they,
1: that's I guess even if they go back to into futility in a year, they didn't actually they're they're getting him through a signing, so it's not like they're, you know, having to blow up their future to get him,
0: right? Exactly. NFL contracts are, they're not worth more than the paper they're written on. They can be torn up and they can be, you know, voided at any time. You only have to pay out the guaranteed money. You don't have to pay out the full money of the deal. True. So basically, you front load that contract and you pay all of, or most of the the money that you have promised uh, as guaranteed. And then if you cut them, you cut them. That's it. So... If they signed him for two years uh thirty million per and they guaranteed forty five well that's gonna put you out quite a bit but you're not on the hook for sixty
2: it's true and like between signing bonus and like actual like money money, you could probably make that forty five guaranteed done like paid all in one year yep yep so I mean, yeah, you really – I think if you're the Bucks, you kind of have to do it. And uh, they could – this draft class for quarterbacks is actually a little bit deep. So, like, you could – like, say you sign him for two years, you could draft someone to play under him for two years, and then, boom, you have your next guy. And that's kind of, like, best-case scenario. And guess what? You don't have Jameis Winston throwing potentially – 75 million interceptions
0: all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 51 potential interceptions that just, oh my god, that cracks me up. Oh, Okay, I'm sitting back up again. It's good. Okay, David Krejci on the My Story. This is what I learned. You'll be very interested to hear this, Jeff. He said that he basically just wants to play for the Bruins. He wants to just play for one team for his whole career. And that if he does not get traded in this next season or so, that leads me to believe that he will probably either, if he wanted to stay playing, he'd sign a smaller deal or he would just retire.
1: This is where I've been thinking. Part of me was still thinking, although all bets are off now, that he was that he would get traded this summer. But um, yeah, that's what I figured. He's not signing elsewhere after next season. The question's whether he retires or resigns cheap.
0: Right. So I just thought I would tell you that because that was in the my story and that was relevant. And ultimately,
1: that's going to be the Bruins' decision. Then, yep. Because my guess is, Bruins have an offer, a re- any an even vaguely re- reasonable offer on the table. He accepts. So, so basically, um, watch St- Jack Studnica for the next, um, uh, you know, fifteen months when we're actually allowed to watch hockey again, mm. because that'll be it, because that'll influence that decision.
2: <laughs> and he he was playing so well in Providence, both on offense and both on the pe- and on the penalty kill as well. Um, seven shorthanded goals, led the league. He was playing, he was playing really good. And I, I want to say oh, he scored points in like something ridiculous, like 15 of his last 19 games or something stupid like that. Like he was on fire. Wow. I think he had 23 goals and 26 assists um, on the year in like 60 games. And it's all done. So sad. And, and they just, they had a 12-game winning streak. They just pulled into first place in the Eastern Conference by one point. Providence did. Man both of our teams are going to get screwed this year <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> providence was having an unreal uh run for their season and oh uh, it's so sad to see that happen another thing that i'm disappointed with is with like college sports being canceled as well uh UMaine Hockey was nationally ranked number 15. They haven't been in the national rankings in forever. And, of course, the one time that they do, well, this happens. That's kind of disappointing as well. Just because UMaine Hockey was exciting again, thanks to uh, Jeremy Swayman and his insane play. He was playing out of this world. Let's see. So pulling up his stats now, thirty four games played. He had a two point oh seven goals against and a nine thirty nine save percentage. Wow, that I mean yeah, he was having a monster year. And like I think, I think I did the math a couple of weeks ago, and he was seeing on average like thirty six shots a game. Wow. So he he was getting peppered with shots. He was just having he was just stopping everything that was coming his way. And Den Vladar made some really big strides in Providence in 25 games with Providence. He, had, he has a 1.79 goals against and a 936 save. So Dan Wadar made some big, big uh, steps forward too. Unfortunately, Kyle Kaiser kind of got injured a few times and only played in uh, one ECHL game and six AHL games. But yeah.
1: Goaltending features pretty looks pretty nice with with Swayman and Vladash's recent performance and like don't 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 write off Kaiser.
2: Yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah, they, they I think I think we're this one thing that I was worried about. I know a lot of fans should have sh- more fans should be worried than they are probably is when Tuka's done here. What's going to happen? I think the goaltending is going to be in good hands.
0: All right. That's good. That's good. I think we've we've hit all the things we wanted to hit this week.
1: I think so. So, uh, listeners, you've been listening to Barely On Topic. Uh, you, of course, can uh, find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Rate us a few stars. Write some nice comments. Recommend us to your friends. You know, you do you. But that'd be nice. We'd appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter. That would be at Barely On Topic, or on Facebook at Barely On Topic Podcast. And of course, there's always our um, uh, our individual Twitter accounts, which over the coming weeks should probably show an increasing degree of stir craziness. <laughs> I of course am at I of course am at Doctor Hand Grenade.
0: I am at Tim A Richardson, and I am at SocialDistancingRadio.com.
1: <laughs> also known as FBA from RI. But under quarantine in Massachusetts.
0: Self quarantine. For now. By choice. With <laughs> all of my paint. <laughs> Tim? Social distancing. No
2: touching.
1: <laughs> no touching. <laughs>